Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast, hosted by yours truly, Scott Howell, and the incomparable Bradley Flowers. For agents, by agents, we're here to share real-life experiences, tips, and insights related to all aspects of both being an insurance agent and running a successful agency. So sit back, turn up the volume, and let's get down to business. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast. I am your fearless host, Mr. Scott Howell, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services located in Huntsville, Alabama. We are also located in Florence, Athens, Madison, and everywhere else you want insurance, but we won't talk about that today. Before we get started on today's episode, please let me welcome a six foot three sophomore from Saraland, Alabama, first team All American, rivals, five star recruit. Ladies and gentlemen, he is a fantastic insurance agent and even a better person. Please welcome the incomparable. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? What up, Scott? Man, I am fantastic today, and I think we're about to talk about a little bit of a topic that that is near and dear to both of our hearts. Guys, you know, we're going to talk a little bit today, and I'm just going to jump into it for a minute because I know we don't have a ton of time, but our mission on this podcast is to help you guys any way that we possibly can. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about Instagram marketing and advertising. I will say this before we get started. Here's how we're going to do this thing. Bradley and I talked before we started this podcast. He doesn't know what I'm going to say. I don't know what he is going to say, but we're going to give our top tips and tricks on just things that we feel like you ought to be doing as far as Instagram advertising. Now, before we get started, two things. Number one, Instagram is my favorite social media platform by far. There's no second place finisher. If I pick my phone up to go look at an, a social media site myself, nine times out of 10, the first place I go and may, maybe the only place I go is Instagram. What are your thoughts on that, Bradley? No on the favorite, just because that would be like asking me to pick my favorite child. I understand. But as far as picking the phone up, yeah. What is your favorite? Or, I, or, I don't or, have you one. You just don't have one. I mean, if you, if you held a gun to my head... I would probably say Instagram. Mm -hmm. I get more business from Facebook. I get recognized more from Instagram. Uh, And and I've said that in an earlier episode of the podcast, and I don't mean that conceited. We were at dinner a while back, me and my wife, and at a nice restaurant, and this like almost 65-year-old man came up, pointed at me, and said, Sarah Land underscore insurance. Wow. And he knew my handle, but he didn't know my name. So. And what sort of gave us the idea for this episode is insurance agents struggle with Instagram because we don't sell a visual product, and Instagram exactly. is the most visual mm-hmm. platform, even more so than Snapchat. Absolutely. So that's that's why we wanted to, to do this and dive right in. So, so before before we get started, now let's talk just a little bit about Snapchat. And, and you and I haven't had this conversation either beforehand. Bradley will tell you about six months ago... Seven months ago, I got off of Snapchat, and Bradley wanted to start an online petition to make me come back to Snapchat because my Snapchat was off the hook. I would say anything, do anything. A lot of people really enjoyed watching my Snapchat. 
I got off for personal reasons, for a lot of different reasons, but was that a mistake for Scott to get off Snapchat or what what has happened? Because once I got out of Snapchat, I haven't kept up with Snapchat. The, the biggest difference now is, you know, Instagram copied Snapchat with the stories. Right. Then Snapchat sort of caught up to Instagram because the thing with Snapchat and the thing that Snapchat, I think, will always have is the privacy. Mm-hmm. You know, I can control my audience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was talking to a financial advisor one time that was scared to death to start social media marketing because mm-hmm. of the compliance issues. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, compliance sitting on Snapchat. And even if they are, you can keep them from seeing your stuff. That does not make me liable for anything they do <laughs> that might be against compliance. He gets fired. Oh, yeah. Or put in jail. Snapchat now has the ability for you to do, and probably the only reason I have not, there's two reasons I have not swapped completely over from Snapchat to Mm -hmm. Instagram and just Mm -hmm. deleted it. One, Snapchat now gives you the ability to send posts out to people that are not your friends. You can send a post Mm -hmm. out and it's not completely private. Mm -hmm. You have the option to keep it private. Second is at one point last year, a writer from the Wall Street Journal told me I was the number one insurance marketer on Snapchat. I need to talk which about for that more selfish on the for selfish reasons, and I don't. I'm for selfish reasons. I won't get off of there because of that. I understand. Um, they never posted the article, so don't don't try to look for it. But they did say that. So for those two reasons, I'm still on there. But it would probably be my least favorite right now. It is what it is. So yeah. let's you want to you want to dive right in. Instagram. Oh sure, absolutely. And it's so, been a long time since we've done one of these together. I really really enjoy doing this. I do too. You know, our mission help you any way that we can. I'm going to give ten tricks and tips. Really, more tips. Things that I feel like are important in terms of marketing on Instagram. And then Bradley's going to give the ones that he wants to give. If there's some redundancy here, because we haven't gone over this before we talked about this. Zero. Zero. Zero discussion about this. So if there is some redundancy, he may just say, well, yeah, I agree with what you said on number two, that that's what you need to do. But if you have additional things, and I think where you can probably help our agents out that are listening to this podcast that maybe aren't on social media or or just getting started, and really myself included in this, is the advertising part of Instagram, of actually doing some advertising in terms of spending money on reaching an audience. So Let me jump into this, okay? Number one, 80 million photos per day posted to Instagram. Did you know that? 80 million a day. I did not, but I believe it. Okay. So as of last year, the demographic on Snapchat, 60, I mean, excuse me, Instagram, the demographic on on Instagram, 60% of users as of 2017 were 18, 19, 20-year-olds. That number is dropping because more people our age and our parents' age are all using Instagram now and figuring out that they really like it more than Facebook. So a couple things to think about there. First and foremost, the Scott Howell rule of social media in general, you got to do it. You got to get on it. You got to use it. Okay. That's rule number one. Start. Yeah. Start. Start today. We're going to deep dive into that a little bit more, but what I can't do or what I refuse to do is get on there and post four or five things a day, which you do a very good job of. You take the Gary Vaynerchuk approach. Posting five times a day. That's yeah. literally those words came out of his mouth. Exactly. Whereas on Facebook, that's that's going to hurt you. Right. So get on it. Start using it. It's number one rule by Scott Howell. But do as I say, not as I do. Instead of posting one or two pictures a day, you know, try to post four or five pictures a day if you can. Number two, post good content. Post interesting content. This is a struggle 
for a lot of insurance agents. Yesterday on the way down here, I watch a video that a kid posts that's an insurance guy on, on Instagram, and I nearly fell asleep and drove off the road and wrecked. I know who that was. Insurance agents that I see post on Instagram post the most boring shit I have ever seen in my entire life. You know what people look at and what they want to see on Instagram? You, you need funny. You need sexy. You need interesting. You need great content. Uh, you know, I know a lot of times... It's hard to post great content. If you're posting four or five times a day, you better you better be a creative son of a gun if you're going to post four or five really interesting things a day. Or have a large content database to pull from that's your content. Right. Or be a super interesting person. Exactly. Where four or five things you're doing a day are worth documenting. Absolutely. I do a combination of all three. And that's tough for a lot of people. That's tough. I mean, if you're just the insurance agent that wears a pair of wool slacks and a button down to work every day. And, and a polo. And a po- <laughs> yeah, a polo, which is 99% of the guys out there. I went to a meeting in Atlanta last week with a bunch of agents, probably 150 agents. And I swear, I looked around that place. Of course, you know how I dress, which is completely the opposite of how every insurance agent I know dresses. But I swear to you, there was probably 99% of that place that had on a polo shirt and a pair of wool slacks and a pair of dress shoes. But you got to figure out how to post good content, guys. Post interesting content. Don't be that typical insurance agent. Let me tell you what nobody wants to see. You know, people say, well, nobody wants to see selfies of Scott Howell. Let me tell you what people don't want to see. They don't want to see a video of you talking about how to, what bodily injury is for your auto insurance policy. Or, you know, let's talk a little bit about uninsured motorists today. Well, that's the quickest way to make people go to sleep. So you're going to have to figure out how to get creative and post good content. Number three, hashtag strategy. I'm not so sure that's not the most important thing. And instead of me sitting here talking and, and, and droning on about it, there's about a thousand YouTube videos of hashtag strategy out if there. If you can win the hashtag strategy, yeah, I'm not going to say the content doesn't matter, but you will you will still get engagement despite the bad content if you win the hashtag strategy. Exactly. And instead of you and I sitting here and droning on and on and on about that hashtag strategy, I think the best thing to do as an agent, if you're getting serious about getting on Instagram, go to YouTube and literally just type in the search bar hashtag strategy. Instagram, and you're going to have a thousand videos come up. You can spend 30 minutes, an hour, or 10 hours going through hashtag strategy and how to utilize hashtags properly. So I don't think we need to get into the meat and potatoes of that. So next, next thing, and this is on you, Bradley. I want to, I wanted to ask you about this advertising on Instagram. It's something that I have not done very much of. I know that Instagram ties to Facebook. Is it worth it as an insurance agent? to do any advertising. If you post something like you do occasionally that's just a freaking rock star video, like your life insurance video you did a couple weeks ago, is it worth it to post that and advertise that on Instagram to reach an audience? That particular video, so Instagram is only a minute or less, Mm -hmm. except for the new IGTV, which I don't think you can do advertising on. I don't necessarily advertise videos, but I do connect it to my ad platform. Um, I will say this about advertising. I actually don't know... As far as paid posts, I don't really know what my ROI is on Instagram. Okay. But I do know that the cost to advertise on Instagram is appears to be from my bank statement a little bit cheaper than mm-hmm. Facebook. Mm-hmm. A beautiful picture, a well done picture is mm-hmm. gonna perform very well on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But I'm sort of indifferent on it. I mm-hmm. do it just because it's available, but if it went away tomorrow I would not I would not care. Gotcha. Because if I post the right hashtags, right. 
right. It doesn't you're reaching, matter. You're reaching your you audience. Know? And like I said, we're talking about something that is very, uh, it's very nimble and it's always changing. I right. mean, there's a very good chance that, that by the time this podcast comes mm. out, which would be two weeks from when we're recording this, that everything we say could have changed. Right, right, right. You know what right. I mean? I could yeah, change my algorithm. mind. I could be spending 100% of my ad dollars right. on Instagram. So It, it is tough to keep I up I know. Does it. that make sense? No, it, it makes yeah. perfect sense. And you're right. I mean, just about the time you think you've got the Instagram game figured out, they change the algorithm and you've got to do something else. Well, I think that... I see more crap on Facebook that I don't want to see than I see on Instagram. I agree. You know what I mean? I think I, I don't know if they're different algorithms, but just from a personal standpoint, I see more stuff that I care about on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I follow a lot. I mean, I follow a good amount of people. I'm not one of these guys that has 2,000 followers and only follows three people. You know what I mean? L- L- can I crack the code for you for a second? I think the reason why people like Instagram more than Facebook is when you go to your Facebook feed on your phone, which is where most people are seeing this stuff, the first thing you see on a person's feed is whatever verbiage they came up with the and, then, thing, and yeah. then the picture. Yeah. Where when you're on Instagram, maybe somebody has, has done a four-paragraph political post, but you're not seeing that because all you're seeing is the picture. So because the verbiage is first and you're reading that diarrhea of the mouth on Facebook, it's kind of a turnoff as you scroll through the feed and just get one right after another of the ver- verbal diarrhea that somebody that people post. Well, when I first started using Facebook as an advertising platform, which was in 2014, you know, the advice was post pictures, not text. Right. So it's sort of that it's sort of the same it's sort of it's sort of Instagram. It right. was just Facebook because so what I would do is I would just post pictures. Right. People it's been proven that people stop scrolling when they see a picture. Picture right. more times than they do when it's just text exactly. or they see text and and so and I and I'm going to get into a little bit more of that okay. on Instagram on my on my strategy. So. Okay, all right. So next up, mix it up. You got to guys, you got to use video. Video and Instagram do well together. I love to watch a lot of Bradley's videos that he posts on Instagram. He does a great job. You need to mix it up. You need pictures of your staff. You need some selfies of yourself, even though some people don't like those. You need some great memes. You need some great videos. You need to mix this stuff up, post interesting content again. Don't make it just all about yourself so that it seems like you're, you know, uh, narcissistic or whatever, but you post different things about staff members and birthdays and community involvement and pictures of you with your clients. Post every day and mix it up every day, okay? Number six, I want to talk a little bit about a guy on Instagram, and if you can go, you can go follow him. His name is Kyle Dunnigan. He was on the Joe Rogan show this week. Kyle Dunnigan is a comedian, and he is absolutely hilarious. His posts on Instagram are pretty, uh, some of them are pretty raunchy, but he does the face swapping where he becomes Donald Trump, and 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 the Kardashians are in there as well. And so he started doing this thing the about- best Instagram account. Yeah, exactly. He started doing this Instagram thing with this face swapping stuff, and he's got a couple other characters he does too. About I didn't even know you could do that on Instagram. Yeah, so that's yeah. I mean, yeah. So he he started doing that about six months ago, maybe a year ago, and he was on the Joe Rogan show this week. And if you guys go look, you you can look up Kyle Dunnigan, Joe Rogan, you know, on YouTube and watch the entire hour and forty five minute episode. But he said that when he when he got on Instagram and started doing these little one minute. Instagram posts a video of him face swapping and doing these comedic skits that when he goes now and does a show anywhere in the country, the majority of his audience is coming off of Instagram. And his his audience for these shows has just completely 
blown up. So this is a guy that took Instagram and social media and utilized it with a one-minute funny video, comedic video of himself doing these skits, and it has completely transformed his comedy routine and, and what he does and how many, how many people are seeing him out there. Of course, it doesn't hurt that he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, which is seen by like 4 million people either. But this guy's cracked the code, is what I'm trying to say. Chris Paradiso, four-letter F-word, free. F-R-E-E. Why would he not be doing that? If he picks up one more person from that, it's worth it. And he's picked up thousands. My my five (laughs) posts a day on Instagram, four posts a day, three posts a day, take me a collective of 30 seconds because I have built the framework and and I have the post to do and and I know how to do it. If I'm going to take 30 seconds out of my day every single day for a year and I get one client out of it, it's worth my time. Exactly. And for Kyle Dunnigan, who cracked the code of the one-minute comedy sketch on Instagram, it changed his life. He went from a virtual unknown that could barely afford his rent every month to selling out auditoriums and stadiums now because of his Instagram. So, well, and, and I'll say this from, from my videos. So I shoot my videos, I edit my videos, I post them on Facebook, then I post them on Instagram. You have to shorten the video mm-hmm. to a minute, right? Right. To fit on Instagram. Uh, and this isn't part of my strategy, so I'm going to say it now because you, right. you led right into it. What I found when I took that two-minute video, minute-and-a-half video, three-minute video, and I shortened it to fit Instagram, the Instagram video was better than the edited Yes. two-minute and 30-second video. Right. I was like, crap, not only is that a little bit better because I only have to include mm-hmm. the – I only can include the good right. stuff. Right. Not only that, but it's only a minute. I'm going to hold my audience. So you're you're going to hold the best of the best. You're going to have way more retention yeah. on a one-minute video than you are a six-minute video. Right, right, That right. six-minute video better be the bee's knees, better be the yeah. best thing you've ever done for yeah. you to if, – if you can – if you have posted enough videos, mm. you can go in Facebook on a, a desktop computer and mm. pull. It actually shows you percentage-wise right. how many people you retain through that video, and it's always low. I mean, mm. I've seen people who have – hundreds of thousands of followers, it's always low towards the end, mm-hmm. whereas if it's a minute, most people stick for 30 to 60 seconds. Right, so, right, right. So now the strategy is... Short form. Shoot video, edit video, edit video for Instagram, post on Facebook. Yeah, that's exactly right. I used to do an interview show called Ask the Insurance Guy Online. That's and how we was, met. Yeah, it's how, exactly how we met. And it was like 45 minutes to an hour long. And one of my IT guys, Aaron Sexton, that, that does my uh, a lot of my website stuff, and we do some other stuff together as well. But we were talking one day, and he said, man, you, you got to quit doing that 45-minute interview. You know, if people are watching your crap for more than about three or four minutes, they look at their watch and go, man, I'm wasting time sitting here watching this. And they click off of it. And I think in general, we've got to all figure out how to get down to this one-minute format. And, and I think long form is okay on YouTube because yeah, it's just right. going to be there. And if somebody yeah. wants to watch it, they can watch yeah, it. And a lot of it's educational. So number seven, guys, number seven, think about creating an Instagram page for your niche. To me, this is a big one, and it's, it's something I haven't done yet, but I'm about to do, is whatever, you, whatever you're good at in the insurance business, whatever, especially if you're in commercial insurance and you've got a certain niche that you're, that you're hardcore into, uh, think about creating an Instagram business page and call it whatever that niche is and then start posting really good content for those people. And do that in addition to your own business page. Now, Bradley, you may disagree with that. I don't know, but that that is something that I need that I feel like I need to do to reach, you know, the target audience that we're really, really no, good I, at. I like that idea. Yeah. Um, if you're good at 
Yeah. Sure. In gas stations. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, number eight, partner with influencers in your niche that have already built an audience. Well, I've also seen that called relevant audience or yeah, relevant audience. So if you can find somebody in your niche, if you are in uh, whatever niche that may be, if you can find experts in that niche that have already built an Instagram following that, that are in your particular niche of business, whether it's a farm or agribusiness or Whatever that niche may be in your industry, if you can partner with influencers in that in that industry that are thought leaders, you're going to be way ahead of the game and use them uh, in terms of promoting your Instagram page. And you may actually have to pay money to do that. Some influencers, <gasps> I know, I know, some influencers say, sure, I'd love to partner with you. My fee is X number of dollars a month to do that. I had a, a girl one time. Uh, that's a client of mine that has, I think, six kids and has a pretty big following on mm-hmm. Instagram. And, mm-hmm. and I said, hey, I want to pretend that you bought a, a life policy for all of your kids right. from me. So I got some some fake life policy mm-hmm. jackets, right. or actually life policy jackets. There was just no policy in them. Took a picture, and in return for that, I gave each kid a teddy bear. Wow. And took see, that picture. And, and so I bring it up every – if you yeah. go on my page, you'll see it. I bring it up. And she's actually related to me. It's, it's yeah. a cousin of mine. But, yeah, so sometimes you may not have to pay. You can right. maybe barter. Right. Don't barter insurance, though. It's illegal. But. Well, yeah. And, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk has some videos on YouTube where he talks about how to get influencers mm-hmm. to, to come on board with you on some stuff. So and be, a look, be on the lookout for fake influencers. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, I've noticed some here lately, they call themselves an influencer. Mm-hmm. They're probably not an influencer. Right. Right. Uh, I ran across a profile a while back. Someone was telling me about, and, oh, this person's an influencer. And I look, and there's 10,000 followers. Mm-hmm. The engagement on the posts were less than mine. Like, <laughs> this is bought followers. Right, yeah. Not only are you lying about being an influencer, but you bought followers on the only platform, or the platform that follower count matters the least. Yeah. Because of hashtags and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. be on the look. Don't, don't just mm-hmm. go with someone. Yeah. Last but not least for me, and then I'm going to let Bradley go on with his, Focus on building a long-term Instagram page and marketing strategy for for Instagram, and don't worry about the short term. Don't you know? Don't look at all the metrics that you can look at. Don't worry about that in the short term. All you need to do is be posting great content, mixing it up, posting good videos, funny videos, interesting pictures, and worry about that long term of just getting on there and getting started. And don't be so worried about, oh, there's only I've only got three views on this picture or whatever, because that's that doesn't matter. You just need to get on there and get started. Okay, I'm done. Feel free to interrupt me because I interrupted you. Oh, that's okay. Go ahead. I'm going to go a little bit deeper on a few things. Good. I'm going to go a little bit more higher level on a couple of things. Mm. Hashtag strategy. Use the three dots. If you don't know what the three dots are, just search the three dots. I bet mm-hmm. it'll come up. What it is is under the copy on your post, there are three dots. Yeah, you then put dot, your hashtags dot, dot. under that. A friend of mine asked me the other day, said, you know, why do you do that? And I said, mm-hmm. because if, if people see copy and they see hashtag right under it, they automatically think promotion, advertising, mm-hmm. I'm out. It turns them off. Mm-hmm. It also makes it harder to read. Right. You know, am I supposed to read these hashtags? What am I supposed to do? Right, right, right. You put the three dots. That way you don't really see the hashtags, but you still get the exposure of the hashtags. Okay, let me add, let me stop you right there. Yeah. After the three dots and you start hashtagging, do you do a hashtag and then comma and hashtag and comma, or do you just do one and then go One under? after that. It doesn't matter after that. You okay. get as sloppy as you want, Okay. as far as I'm concerned. Okay. By the way, we don't claim to be experts on anything. (laughs) And honestly, that's one of the biggest compliments I've gotten from this podcast is, look, you don't act like you know everything. Right, right. Because we don't, but what we are on the Instagram strategy and why we never thought about bringing anybody else on on this 
is both of us are practitioners. Right. We both actively use this platform. Sure. sure. Like I said, I, I I don't get a ton of business from Instagram, mm-hmm. but I think I get a ton of indirect business from right. Instagram. Somebody posted an insurance soup a month ago, June eleventh. Instagram strategy. What do I do? Mm-hmm. And and there's not a whole lot of things I'll chime in on, mm-hmm. but. That's one thing that I will because I feel very confident in, in what I know about that. I posted this long post. I got a lot of compliments. On it. That's what sort of gave me the idea for this episode. But the, really the, the very first thing I would tell you, and I'm starting along with the hashtag strategy, is mm-hmm. don't create your own hashtags unless you're only going to do it one one hashtag. Like a lot of people use hashtags for clarification purposes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like right. like it's a hashtag and then a sentence. Like that right. makes no sense whatsoever. Hashtags are for other people to search and find your post. Right. Like hashtag insurance. Mm-hmm. I would even argue not doing that because all you're going to see is a bunch of freaking agents searching mm-hmm. it, you know. But try to find hashtags that are relevant to your subject. You know, if I'm doing a hash a post targeting newlyweds, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to find as many newlywed wedding hashtags as I can and post all those in there. Right. All right. A good tool, there's an app called Hashtagged. Hmm. So what hashtagged is, and this is how I'm tying this together. Love it. What hashtagged is, is you post a subject. Now, I've, I've used several apps like this, mm-hmm. and they tend to kind of disappear sometimes. So by mm-hmm. the time this is out, it might be mm-hmm. gone. But right. uh, it's called hashtagged. You post a subject. It finds all the relevant slash trending hashtags on that subject. You hit copy. It copies them to your clipboard, but it also copies the three dots. So you just... Post your picture, write your post, three dots, hashtags. Wow. You just paste, and it does it for you. You'll get tons of engagement right away. Now, I'm not saying engagement leads to business, but what engagement does lead to is engagement leads to social proof. Social proof meaning you're legitimizing. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow, he's got – if there's 30 comments on a photo, even Mm -hmm. if they're all – BS, it's going to make somebody stop and look at that photo more than it would if it's got zero engagement whatsoever. On that subject, every single post, every single time, post a location. Mm -hmm. It does not have to be the location you're in. It does not have to be the location your picture was taken at. So if I'm posting a wedding, you know, targeting newlyweds for life insurance or whatever, I'm always going to post a location. The location is always going to be a wedding venue, somewhere newlyweds would be, the beach, it doesn't. It's not going to be my office every time. Even though sometimes I do get lazy mm-hmm. and I do post my office. Right. Go back and look on my Instagram page. You will almost. I don't know that you'll see one business related post, insurance related post that there's not a location. Gotcha. As someone who spends a lot of time on Instagram, it annoys me when I see someone post a post with no location. Mm-hmm. It's just one more thing to try to get people to stop. Like, right, right. oh, I know that place. Right, you know what I mean? Right. Always or maybe post. they're searching that place. It, it, that that too. And it and, and that, then now because you put the location on there, your 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 post pops. So if I post yeah. Azalea Manor, which is mm-hmm. a a really popular uh, wedding venue not too far from where we're at, right? Or let's say Villa Calitas, which is where I got married at. Right. You were there. Yeah. Uh, let's say Villa Calitas. Let's say hypothetically, I can write life insurance in Costa Rica. Right. I can't. That's a bad example. But anyway, let's just say Villa Calitas. I'm looking at Villa Calitas. I'm a newlywed. I'm looking at Villa Calitas for my wedding. Mm-hmm. The bride is going to go to Instagram and search that location Absolutely. and look at it. Absolutely. One million percent. Right. Okay. I've moved on from 1,000% because <laughs> I got too many people saying it. <laughs> a million percent. One million percent. They're going to search pictures. And they're going to see something about life insurance for insurance right. or for, for newlyweds. Might lead to business, might not, but it at least puts it in their head. Sure. Right? Absolutely. All right. 
always post copy. Always post a description of what your picture is. Mm-hmm. Don't ever just post a blank picture. If I do that, it's because it's just a personal post, and I want to show that I'm in Canada. It's got nothing to do with insurance. Right, right, right. That's sort of like like the beginning. As far as what to post, if you go to a networking event, take a photo and post it. If somebody asks you a question, shout out to Jason Will for verbalizing this. Follow Jason Will's podcast, Agent 251 Podcast, recorded right here. People ask you a question more than three times. You need to take that and turn it into a social media post. Mm. If in your business somebody mm, asks, well, you that. know what? Guys, that's uh, he's spitting gold if right you get there. Asked, or five times, ten times, two, mm. whatever. If you get asked the same question over and over, you need to write a blog post on it. You need to do a Facebook post on it. You need to do an Instagram post on it. You need to do a Snapchat. Then you need to uh, refurbish it eight weeks later. Right. Do it again. Right. If somebody asks you a question more than a few times, that needs to be something that you talk about because people... People are interested in that. Absolutely. How many times have you been asked what uninsured motorist is? Mm, Almost never. Probably never. How many times have you been asked, does uninsured motorist cover my car? Mm-hmm. You're asked that. Right. As I get asked that. No, right. that doesn't. So that's my uninsured motorist mm-hmm. post. Mm-hmm. So you're taking what just your average run-of-the-mill insurance marketer might do, and you're changing it a little right. bit. You're tweaking it. Unless they have uninsured motorist property damage, which we don't have in the state right. of Alabama. Right, <laughs> it's a little caveat well, that, there. Yeah, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I didn't want I didn't want somebody to 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 comment down below. What do you mean uninsured motorist doesn't? Cover? By the way, we're getting to the point to where our our listeners are really getting out of control, and so we're getting people from all over. You know. Anyway, so next thing is if a client leaves you a Google review, if you're mm. not trying to get Google reviews, try to get Google reviews. If you're right. not using Rocket referrals, use Rocket referrals. Um, that helps you get reviews. So. Uh, Somebody leaves you a Google review. Take that Google review, copy it, go to Canva, C-A-N-V-A. It's an app Mm. that you can formulate posts in. It's like Photoshop, but for a phone, kind of. Take that Google review, paste it into Canva, make a pretty post with, oh my God, Scott is the best insurance agent. He saved me $8,000 on my insurance. I recommend him. And put the person's whole name on there. By them leaving you that review is them authorizing you to put their whole name on there. Right. Put their whole name on there because that just increases the chances one of their friends is going to see it. Take that. Post that, mm-hmm. okay? Throw some personal posts in there. Celebrate team victories, mm. okay? I love it. Anything you can document. Jeff Roberts, mm. one of our first episodes, Jeff Roberts with Yellowhammer Coffee has nothing to do with insurance except he started his business from a life insurance policy, yes. a loan from a life insurance policy. Go back and listen to that episode. It's one of our, It doesn't have as many listens as a lot of the mm-hmm. episodes, mm-hmm. and it's probably one of the best. I agree. So go back and listen to that episode. But Jeff Roberts... Gary V, document, don't create. Document what you're doing. Mm. Take what you're doing throughout you spitting, the day. You were spitting gold today, if you're, I've had three cups of coffee and no breakfast. I hear you. If you are at a claim, mm-hmm. if let's say somebody had a roof claim, get the client's permission, post a video, picture, whatever mm-hmm. about roof claims. Is anybody going to message you on Instagram and ask for insurance? Probably not. But I guarantee you, if you do this and you stick to it for a year, mm-hmm. you're going to start going places and people are going to say, hey, I know you. Right. Hey, I saw you on Instagram. Hey, sure. I loved your Instagram video. You're also going to get way more engagement faster on Instagram than you will on Facebook. Let me clarify. None of this we're talking about is lead generation per se. It's no. it's personal branding. Exactly it's getting it yourself out there. The next thing that I want to talk about is why to use it. The reason I started using Instagram, mm-hmm. Lord knows I did not need another thing to pull my attention to. Right. When I started using Instagram, I had been in the Facebook advertising for a year and a half. I was doing Facebook. I was doing Snapchat. I was doing LinkedIn. I was writing blog posts mm-hmm. every day almost. I did not need. I had one CSR. 
I did not need Instagram. But in general, you cannot schedule posts on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some black market app program mm-hmm. out there that allows you to schedule posts on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But in general, you cannot schedule posts on Instagram. You also cannot link out mm-hmm. like you can on other platforms. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. do it, but you also cannot link out mm-hmm. exactly. What do you okay? mean by link out? Go link out, link as, out. In, as in, hey, call me for insurance, click this link. Right. Right. Therefore... The lazy marketers Mm -hmm. don't use it. Also, the fact that the product that we sell is not visual. It's not a visual product. No. The lazy insurance agents, along with most insurance agents, aren't going to use it. If you use that, that's what we call a land grab. There is huge leverage Mm -hmm. for you to have on Instagram because most of your competitors are not going to be there, right? Most of your competitors, if they are there, they're not going to use it exactly right. And every single post is going to be, hey, buy some insurance from me. When I see people in the insurance business besides... A very few, and I mean a very few people, post on Instagram. It is borderline awful. Nothing nothing wrong with that, though. At least they're doing it. At least they're trying. But I'm not chastising anyone. I'm not. I'm trying not to, but man, I'm telling y'all, it is. It's freaking boring. And 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 I know. I know everybody out there that's listening to this. I'm going to challenge you to do better. Be more creative. If you can't be creative, get with some people in your office that are maybe younger or more up on social media and let them help you with it and let them be creative and help you with it. Heck for that matter, if you're an old dog and you've been doing it for a long time and you don't want to be in the Instagram game, maybe hand over to somebody that that's in your office that, that would, you know, get after it for you and create some real creative content for you. There's nothing wrong with that, but just, you know, be creative about it. Don't just be this typical boring insurance agent on Instagram. It just owns me when I see that. But just start. Just get started, and you will, you will figure it out. There is a lot more we could talk about on this. If oh, anybody yeah. has any questions, we've been Scott and I have been getting some calls and texts and emails from insurance agents. Yeah, feel free to reach out to us. I promise Scott's not going to be as mean in person as he is on the podcast. <laughs> um, but reach out to us. I, I, this is one subject that I feel that we know very well in mm-hmm. terms of a branding standpoint. We might not always be consistent. We might not always from a marketing art standpoint mm-hmm. from a, you know what I mean? We right. might not be, you know, we're not going to do it necessarily as good as maybe a $1 million a year agency is going to do. But as far as what we do, I can tell you it, it gets results. Well, I mean, um, you know, yeah, if I, if I had BMW money, Disney World money, uh, Red, Red Bull money, well, yeah. we could we could Ma- really hang it out and there make then. your page public. Every right. social profile needs to be public. The boogeyman's not going to come out and get you. <laughs> your ex from four years ago does not care. Make your page public. Right. Make your Instagram profile public. If you have personal photos on there, you don't want to give out. I can respect that. Create a business. Create a. You can business create page. multiple Instagram mm. accounts and toggle between them at the top. Right. Right. And your your profile needs to be a business profile because it gives people the, the option to call, email, or ask for directions. Exactly. You can track it, and I do get some. I do get some yeah. numbers from that. You want to wrap us up? Guys, rule numero uno. Get started. Get out there. Start posting pictures. You know, mix it up a little bit. Try to be creative if you can. I know I was a little harsh earlier about it. I, I just, man, I hate to see boring. I hate to see boring. You know, make it fun. Make it exciting. Show you, show the world your clients and your staff and your family and do some cool videos on some cool stuff. And, and, and you want to give our handle so people can check it out yeah, and kind of get in it, get a... And have fun with yeah. it. Have fun with it. I mean, sure. I enjoy doing Instagram. I have have a good time with What's it. What's your Instagram handle? Uh, I believe I am the insurance guy online on Instagram. 
I am Sarah Land. That's S A R A L A N D underscore insurance. Yeah. So come come follow us on Instagram if you if you want to and uh, write us, DM us, whatever you want to do, man. But guys, listen. Do not sit at your desk today and aggressively wait for the phone to ring. Get your ass out there and go sell something for your family. Write good business for the agency that you represent. Write good business for the companies that you represent. My name is Scott Howell. And you're listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. Bradley Flowers, I love you, buddy. Thanks, Scott. See y'all. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of the Insurance Guys. Take care.